listeners, and welcome to another edition of Cricket with a Cup of Chai podcast. I'm Gav Joshi, and alongside me, as usual, my partner in crime, Bharat Sundaresan. How are you, mate? Very good, very good, Gav. Uh, back to umpiring. Um, done three games, a couple of juniors and a veterans game. You know, guys in their mid-60s running around bowling seven over spells. Amazing stuff. Enjoyed it and more importantly, I got 10 LBW dismissals or decisions right. Three were out, five were not out, seven were not out. Beautiful. I'm loving it. No DRS. No DRS. So, well, I can't be found out. Yeah, I've had an eventful week as well, um, doing some presentations. I mean, you're looking after the umpires. I'm looking after the scorers, trying to make their job easier. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, by getting an um, e-scoring app on their phones uh, rather than going by the manual scorebook, mm-hmm. you've got to uh, so conducting a few sessions. So there definitely some way we're working with the Australian cricket community aren't we we are in our own little way and like and you know week after week we keep talking and hearing about gab joshi with a job which is always (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, but importantly week after week that Test series is getting closer um, against Pakistan, and well, it hasn't been the best T20 outing mm. because they've just been shredded to pieces by this Australian cricket team. Mm. But and we thought, you know, it's time that we get somebody on board mm. to who provide us great insights about. Pakistan cricket um, and yes Wazim Akram will be here on Fox Cricket and yes uh, Ramiz Raza will be on Channel 7 but I think we needed someone probably who's a lot more closer and knows the sort of the internal side of Pakistan cricket someone with his ear to the ground as they say and yeah but in a way our guest today is also responsible for a lot of people who are there in the team and around the team because he was on the panel that selected Mizbah Haq as coach and probably also as selector of course we're talking about Bazit Khan uh, who played five ODIs and one test match for Pakistan but is also related to like a host of like the who's who of Pakistan cricket. Yeah, importantly, he's he's a commentator. Everyone's seen him around the subcontinent. He does, uh, you know, lots of matches in in Dubai. I um, mean, of course, in Pakistan now that some international cricket is played there. Uh, terrific guy. You have to, uh, you know, one of uh, the loveliest uh, men like we've ever met in the cricket world, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and not just we're not just saying that because he's on the podcast. You just got to interact with him. Um, just has so much knowledge. Um, but yeah, I'll let you continue. I mean, his family. I mean, oh what, God, like yeah. you said. Oh, yeah. Well, um, the you know, nephew you talk of, of prestige Imran Khan. I'll, I'll start off with that, and you can fill in the gaps. He's the yes, he is the nephew of the great Imran Khan, who's the captain of Pakistan, and importantly, the. Prime Minister of Pakistan now. Well, but uh, that's not the only former Pakistan captain who he's related to. He's the son of Majid Khan, who had an illustrious career for Pakistan and playing county cricket in England. Uh, They used to call him Majestic Majid at one point in England, and (laughs) he captained Pakistan as well. He's his maternal uncle, meanwhile, Baz's maternal uncle was Javed Burki, who also kept in Pakistan. And we are not even done yet because his grandfather Jahangir Khan played for India. Like this is pre partition, and he belongs to the only second, or they are the only second family after the Headleys, you know, George Headley, yep. like, you know, closer to my home, <laughs> so, yeah. who uh, have like three generations of cricketers playing for, uh, or playing test cricket, which is just incredible. And he's just an incredible personality. Uh, like I said, we've interacted with him many times in press boxes. Yep. And... Um, well, he was very supportive th- of our camper van <laughs> idea as well. Uh, he, I'm well, sure he'll have a lot to say about our camper van for sure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, great introductions. I think it's about time we get him on. Uh, so here is uh, Bazit Khan, and he's going to tell us all about the Pakistan squads, briefly about his career as well, the domestic structure, and so much more. Here he is, Fox Sports, Channel 7. You've missed out, but because Bazit Khan should have been on board. Here he is, the one and only, 
Bazid Khan. Bazid Khan, thank you for joining us on Cricket with a Cup of Chai podcast. Now, Bazid, the first question we like to ask is, are you a chai man? Do you enjoy your chai? And what type of chai? I do enjoy my chai. I think um, what we have here, which you would know, is the desi chai. The one that cooks, not the tea bag stuff. The tea bag stuff's no good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you get nice. Uh, no, but what kind of flavors do you have? Because Pakistan's slightly different to India. and you might, Do you like the herbal tea? Or well, what kind of most, tea is it? The most, the most um, popular one is, is Zutra tea, which has obviously a lot of milk and just a spot of um, tea in it. That's the one that's most popular, but you get um, other flavored ones, but normally you want to go to a roadside cafe and, and get this um, dhutpati. Oh, so, but uh, how how often can someone as famous as you walk the streets of Pakistan and buy a... Oh, I, I can walk everywhere. Nobody recognizes me here. I, I actually, I sort of grow my hair like Bharat and wear shorts, so, so I'm fine. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I was, I was going to ask you about your hair. I mean, hmm. how long does it take you to style your hair? Because it's incredible. I've never seen it doesn't move. your hair move. Yeah, it takes, uh, behind the scenes, it takes a long time to achieve that. Otherwise, when I wake up in the morning and I show you my hair, I think you'll never talk to me again. It'll be like something out of, uh, you remember that film where the girl comes out of the TV screen? Oh, yeah, the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the ring. Oh, it's something like that. Oh. So no wonder you feel, no wonder you feel sleepy at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning because you must get up at 4 a.m. <laughs> getting that hair done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Correct. And no wonder. And a lot of. No, you are a celebrity in Pakistan now. You, are you? I see you on TV. I see you. I can't believe no Australian broadcaster has picked you up to be in Australia this summer because, as you're about to tell us, you know everything and about Pakistan cricket. <laughs> and such a smooth talker as well, like that voice. I think the quality of uh, Australian broadcasts have gone down. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do get the gig, we'll take that line out, but that's fine. Yeah, don't, don't worry. <laughs> or maybe that will be the line that gets you the gig. I know we're in a world like that. that. Yeah, correct. That's, <laughs> yeah, that might be And I'm not surprised, uh, Gav, why, now I know why he didn't come into a camper van. It's because of the hair. He didn't want us to see us in that outer, maybe. Look, no, 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 look, I was, when Gav asked me about this podcast, I was expecting you guys to arrive here in the caravan. I was all prepared for that. <laughs> and I thought Dude, Sati and Parashas and all that would flow, looking, uh, I think, too. Ah, uh, well, such royalty, such royal talk. You want us at your doorstep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A man, a fit, like yeah, a, a fit caravan. <laughs> 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 but see, on the series, and we'll get to this a bit later on, but uh, I mean, the people know you as Bazid Khan, yeah. they know, do they recognize, where, do you have to say, I mean, in relation to Imran Khan, who you are, and your father, and you know, this, you're just from this like royal family almost. Um, oh. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. How how hard is it for you in like Pakistan? Like you said, I mean, just people talk about you. You mentioned, um, yeah. Just give us an insight because we people see you as the, the cricket commentator, but there's so much more to you. Um. Yeah. It's been it's been like that. Well, obviously, I've sort of come into a family where cricket is, is really big so when I actually played for Pakistan in in my family it was not a big thing because they'd already been there seen that all that so it was in, in some ways um, it wasn't uh, taken as, as big an achievement as, as, as it normally would be but um, talking about being, I think you're confusing Pakistan with other countries you don't get you don't get mob here. You don't get fans sort of coming up to you a lot. Only when you you're actually 
in the cricket ground or, or doing stuff, then you get a few fan followers, but not a lot. But fair, fair enough. We, but, but like, and, and back, we, what about when, yeah. like, uh, you know, you were growing up? Like, did it feel like you were in a royal house? Like, you know, what was it like? All these, like, you know, Mahan cricketers that you were linked to by birth. No. Look, yeah, I, was, I wasn't. I didn't know at first, obviously. When I when when I started playing cricket, then I, I started to realize that um, sort of my well, my my father, then my mother's brother, and obviously Imran were Pakistan captains. So um, after that, well, then once you started playing cricket, you would the first thing that somebody would say. Oh, he's the son of. Yeah. So it will. It's over here in the subcontinent. If you're naked to someone, it's it works two ways. So when you start cricket, it's it's an advantage because you get a kick start. They always look at the the son of or anybody related to a cricketer. But after that, once you actually step into professional cricket, then you're always compared. You're never compared to yourself. You're always compared to to your your relatives. So it, it's 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 tough. And I know for a fact that um, even Sunil uh, Gavaskar's um, son had it really tough because he was on would be always compared with Sunil. So it's a it's a trait of the subcontinent which you guys would know too well. Did you, I mean, at a young age, did you brush shoulders with, you know, sort of Pakistan cricketers or international cricketers uh, when you were at the ground with your father or within the family? Do you remember any, like, memorable sort of, uh, you know, just, just what's your best memory of that period, just growing up as a child? <laughs> not, not my best memory, but one of my earliest memories is... Uh, Actually, being in the uh, with my uncle and with my father, they were commentating on the 1987 World Cups and Finals, uh, Pakistan uh, versus Australia, yeah. and and I, I remember Pakistan was chasing and Wasi Makram hit I think McDermott for for a straight six and then hit. Um, uh, Alan Border for the six and 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 sort of my my mom was my my mother's uh, brother called Javed Berkey. Uh -huh. um, he sort of felt that the game was drifting towards Australia, and before he almost sort of felt that Rashid Makram would get out, and before that he had to take me out of the commentary box because whenever Pakistan were, were going to lose or whenever Pakistan did lose, I was going to throw a tantrum. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my earliest memories and all the whole McDermott got was he mucked out and, and the rest of his team. Uh, so that's why you decided to get into commentary. Hello. Nobody can throw you out now. Yeah, that's why, and I thought this is the job which is much easier. So soon you don't have to run around, you don't have to drive around, and then do something just have to sit and relax and, and talk whatever, and nobody questions you. <laughs> yeah, we, we must tell our listeners that one of the most relaxed characters I've ever seen in a media center, Bazit Khan, during the World Cup, England, New Zealand World Cup final, everybody's jumping up and down, but nah. Bazit Khan was too cool to be bothered about that. <laughs> he wanted to know what the Wimbledon score was. <laughs> yeah. And then, Federer uh, lost, so everything, so it didn't matter if whoever won the World Cup or Federer lost Wimbledon. <laughs> So we, we, we'll, come, we'll come to your career and um, uh, talk a lot more about your cricket uh, in a while. But you're back in the news. You're suddenly in the news recently. Uh, you know, you were part of the panel that picked uh, Ms. Baul Haq as coach, as selector, as like the all-in-all -all for Pakistan cricket. So like, can you just like let, in, let us in on um, some like what the background why the decision? Yeah. So why the decision to pick uh, Ms. <laughs> I mean. Look, um, the, the panel was elected after they'd uh, shortlisted all the people. So, so um, it was just for the the head coach and the bowling coach. And, and 
somehow everybody thinks that we've selected him as the chief selector as well. No, that that wasn't our decision. That was the cricket board's decision, and um, I, I don't tend to agree with that. I, I've said that publicly as well that it's a bit too much having, especially in Pakistan, having the head coach also be a chief selector. But um, what we did was cause when we were called up, they had PCB had uh, shortlisted the candidates for the head coach and the bowling coach. And out of those candidates, whoever sort of obviously whatever candidates came forward, I thought I personally thought that Nispa was the best fit, and and everybody else else uh, agreed, and and so too the bowling coach. So uh, I would have loved to actually. Don't actually um, done it, but I would like to have seen uh, the, the the actual shortlisting of, of of the coaches because the ones that 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 came up, Mister was the best. But I, I'm not too sure how many did apply, which was uh, which I would I'm still quite curious about. There you go. Some uh, maybe some breaking news there, Gal. For us, we might have to don our journalist hat and like start reporting on this. <laughs> You know, we were there for Champions Trophy and just you know, run Pakistan team. And Azam Amut was a fantastic bowling coach. I mean, mm. going back to Wakar, who's already been a head coach, it's almost like, you know, you're going down a level. I mm. mean, why the decision with Wakar? Is it anything to do with the Australia tour at all? Or uh, why did you feel Wakar was the right candidate for the bowling? Again, the, the candidates that, that we got through, were, there was, uh, the was surprising fact was that there were very few candidates that were shortlisted. So out of that, that lot, you had to pick the best possible. Um, yes, the question of what even everybody sort of was crossed everybody's mind was once you've done the job about three times as, as once a head coach was once a bowling coach I think twice a bowling coach and and um it's what will you now bring to the to the party but um the feeling was that maybe these players now need somebody they can actually uh, relate to a lot more because he's been around uh these fast bowlers for quite a while and 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 with the with other um, moments, the feeling was that he's, he's very good at at the shorter format. He's good with with T20 and 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 with um, one day cricket, but he's not not as as good in in uh, test matches. So they wanted experience, uh, but uh, the main thing I think that the real pushing factor was that they wanted someone who was a a Pakistani and and B who spent most of his time in Pakistan and worked with these guys. So uh, it was brought forward to Wakar and Wakar actually told the news he was uh, planning to shift back to Pakistan. So they wanted somebody who would, who would stay in Pakistan or more or less be in Pakistan and not sort of uh, just come for the series or just come for the training camps and go back to England or Australia or wherever they are. Mm. Basically, do what you do, like you know, make your base in uh, Pakistan and then travel the world <laughs> <laughs> for your cricket commentary. I, but nobody can do what I do. I do minimum work uh, and just chill. So if I if I was a coach, they wouldn't be happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if <laughs> they wanted an eleven a.m. start, I'd say no. We'll have an afternoon start. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but on the topic of Mizbah, uh, like uh, you know, you would have played alongside him. Like you know, you mm. kind of at some stage of your career, like fighting for the same spot, like in the batting lineup. So, what do you remember of him as a cricketer back then? See, everybody talks about uh, the bearded Mizbah. Like you know, everything that happened after that 2007 <laughs> World T20 when he became captain, push-ups and all that. But what is happening before that? Like, what what do you remember of him? When, when we played together, obviously Nisbah wasn't getting a breakthrough into the team. We were playing 18, we played lots, a lot of cricket together. But um, he um, was the kind of player you would, in, in some way, envy. Because whatever happened, he'd um, still, next day, he'd still come up and start practicing and starting his 
Um, I'm not wrong in saying that to that known and so well. His life does revolve around around cricket. He he absolutely loves the sport. He will he will talk about it. Every conversation you have will be turned into cricket, and he'll be talking about cricket from um, from early morning till sort of mid past midnight. If if there's a Mr. Cricket in Pakistan, that's that got to be him because that's that's what he 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 knows for that's that's what he is and and because i think because of that because of his you would call it a, a passion you would call it a borderline obsession because of that he was able to break through into pakistan team even at at such a late stage because many players would have thought look I'm not getting getting a look in. I, I, I've done my best. I've tried my best. I've scored so many runs, but I still not got a look in, and, and I might not get a look in. So I, I just hand up my boots. And then he came to. At one, I remember in one season he sort of he contemplating um, giving up, but I think his his passion or his love for the game was so much that he he carried on, and that's that's his his. I think his his quality or his strength that throughout his, his cricketing career um, uh, it helped him actually get to where he was or helped him actually um, break into the Pakistan team at a late stage and then carry on till till very very late. I don't think many players or I don't think any players can do that or sort of have the the hunger to do that post uh, being 40 years old. Well, I mean, just you know, his selector, his his coach, like I said, most powerful person probably in Pakistan cricket. But what do you think of this this team that's been picked is for Australia? Let's focus on the Test matches. I mean, you know, we've got a 16 year old fast bowler. We've got Musa, who's a 19 year old fast bowler. Um, so is this the best team? Because, and we'll get to the domestic structure in a second. But is this the best team you could be sending to Australia for a Test match? It's, it's quite interesting. You talk about Mizbah as a captain. Mizbah as a captain always focused on on experienced players or on on tested and tried players. And Mizbah, uh, as a coach, has has gone for sort of untested raw. Fast bowlers, which we don't associate with Mitchell's um, period of captaincy, where he he relied on 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 players who'd done it before, or, or players who who played a lot of domestic cricket and then come into the team. So it's it's, it's quite a change that way. Um, yeah, I think the, the, they've gone for looking at Australia. They've gone for uh, bowlers with pace. The problem with that is because Australia. Is a hard, it's, we, we tend to forget that Australia is a really hard country. Obviously, there's bounce and pace, but it's a really hard country to bowl in. And, and, and bowlers from, from the subcontinent, bowlers from outside Australia, when they go to Australia, they have to really put in the hard yards. And, and, and for it's, it's, I'll be surprised if, if, if young bowlers can do that. I'll be surprised. I'll be very happy if they do. But it, it, it'll be quite a quite an effort to actually um, bowl in those conditions and then come back for your second and third spell and keep going because the, the surfaces are different. The, once you once it comes the afternoon session or once it doesn't sort of seem around, it's, it's very difficult to bowl in. So it's it's quite interesting the way he, he's gone about it. I think he's also been been forced that way because. Um, a couple of the senior members retired. Ahmed retired, and then and Wahab also had taken a break from from red ball cricket. So it was forced that way. But uh, it's also maybe uh, there's an element of of Mr. wanting to stamp his authority as as a coach, um, mm. bringing in in new players or even even in the in the um, Sri Lanka series, we saw him bring in players 
years which the previous two head coaches didn't want to be played uh, Omar Akmal and Ahmed um, Shahzad were brought in for the Sri Lanka series uh, who yeah. were disregarded by both Wakar Yunus and Miki Yasser so there's maybe an element of him trying to stamp his authority as well uh, I'm not too sure if it if it is the best team I, going around the circuit is um, as much as we admire Pakistani fast bowling there's other than Abbas and uh, a few other medium paces who, who impress every season there's not an out and out fast bowler who goes 90 or or sort of early or late 80s who who jumps to mind so bearing in mind that i think he's just just gone for the fact that these guys have played maybe he, he just he watches a, domestic, a lot of youtube videos cricket. because uh, there's just so many youtube videos of young pakistani <laughs> fast bowlers blowing stumps away i don't know how those cameras reach those grounds but they they're always there but you want to absolutely yeah and that that like you know you spoke about young guys impressing but like you know there has been a domestic structure change now there are only six first class teams i was reading but i also like landed up on this 2015 piece where uh majid khan and our guest bazid khan uh, approached <laughs> the pcb with something which his father called Bazid's baby, <laughs> like this elaborate presentation where you came up with the structure, you wanted to change everything. Well, how did that come about? This entrepreneurial, like Bazid Khan. <laughs> Look, this domestic cricket is always because I've been, I've played ten, twelve years of domestic cricket, and I know how how tough or how sometimes how ridiculous it is. um it's always always been a talking point it's always been an issue and 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 with my father over the years we we've always always discussed on how it should be or how other countries have have domestic um structures where even if you don't play for pakistan for instance you can still make a good living out of out of playing just for your state or just for your for your county and how that in turn affects the way that that people look at domestic cricket look at first class cricket and how that affects the way that that people then once they come into the pakistan team um they they, they want they don't want to relinquish that 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 space or they don't don't uh, they, they never want to be dropped or, or they have all kinds of of people they'll, they'll make sure that everybody is backing them because once you get dropped from from the pakistan team and go back into first class cricket the the financial aspect is is the financial difference is so so big and the quality of life suddenly you've gone from a good quality of life to to, to a quality of life which which is you know, which you cannot um basically you cannot just play cricket and, and support your family so we've been well it's the logical stuff of, of about all that is 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 basically my father and the, the rest of the rest of the structure we worked around but um that, what we what we thought about which which hasn't uh, come into which hasn't been uh, which hasn't been done was about um basically how pakistan in its own way is 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 divided into on or if you look at pakistan's map and how whereabouts cricket is played and how you break that down and then we came up with a structure where you had um, basically going back to to the early days where pakistan not early days pre 2000 where pakistan had city based teams or, or division based teams and divided them uh, and underneath them as as in pakistan there's divisions and districts and and cities can be divided into hmm. zones so we we wanted cities on top and then a, a feeder of of four zones they need them who would who would play cricket all round and stuff like that so that that was the basic idea and with that you could also what we thought that look if if lahore is playing or islamabad is playing first class yeah. you could get attract sponsors and this is 
this this um, this structure was was three. It was actually we decided on the structure three PSL. So uh, a lot of people yeah. thought that Pakistan wouldn't get. A uh, lot of people were of the opinion that you wouldn't get sponsors. But after the PSL, everybody now knows that sponsorship is not an issue because everybody wants to sponsor cricket teams. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, just I heard some noise. Just check your recorder. No, my recorder's fine. My recorder's fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. No, no, no. So I'm just checking. I'm just. Lovely wife uh, calling. <laughs> no, no, she's come back. I can hear her downstairs. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've still got 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, do you want to? Do you want to ask him about the fast flows? Okay, start again. Um, just you know, you talk about domestic structure, and um, but I think a lot of the interest in Australia might be about the two young fast bowlers. I yeah. mean, Musa Khan and Nasim Shah. What can you tell us? I mean, Musa actually saw it down the 19 World Cup last year. Uh, but what can you tell us about these guys? I think Nasim Shah is, is quite. In what I've seen of him, he's got a, he's got a fantastic action, oh. and he runs through the crease really quickly. So he'll actually, um, what, if you haven't played him, you hit the bat faster than than you realise, and he's skid off the surface. Um, uh, Musa is is more, I think, more conventional. You can actually, um, he'll get the ball to maybe just dart back in. He's got. He's got pace, but it's it's not uh, not sort of express pace, which which would sort of scare you. With with Nassim Shah, because of his action and because of his his um, the way that he bowls, he's sometimes difficult. His length is sometimes difficult to to pick. So he's quite a he's quite a prospect. Obviously, he's very very young. So. So the issues there, obviously, once once you play Test cricket, and also once you play Test cricket in Australia, how will you last there? That that's, uh, those are the questions that will be asked. Musa, I think he's played a little bit more cricket than than Nasim Shah. He's a little more reliable. He's got got overs under his belt, but um, we saw him in in the PSL as well. Um, he again, he's the type of bowler that needs um, that. Now the problem with him is now that he's gone to to, to Australia and, and and for a few weeks he won't be bowling or he won't be bowling in, in match situations. Um, he needs a lot of overs under his belt so that he can get to that level. He's the type of bowler. He's like a he's like basically like a Jamaican Khan who needs a lot of overs mm. to to actually start bowling really well. So I'm worried about that that factor within. So these these tours where you're not playing or not playing competitive cricket for say 10, 15, 20 days and then then you play a test match. That 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 is testing. But like you just said something a while back which would have shocked a lot of our listeners that Pakistan is not producing express fast bowlers anymore in domestic cricket. You have a theory about everything, Bazid Khan. What's happening? Uh, <laughs> I've got a, not eating the same I've kind of food. Like, what's I happening? Have, <laughs> I've got a long theory about this, and I've repeated this theory everywhere. So people are probably, obviously, maybe your listeners won't be tired, but in Pakistan, everybody's tired of my <laughs> my nonsense. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. It, look, everything I try to, which which us sub, subcontinent people don't believe in, is, is research and finding out why, or actually having a theory on on why this is happening. Not saying that oh he's, he's no good. Why is he no good? He just can't bat, or he just can't bowl. I, I, I try to, to try to try to think about why. Right. And yes. So the first thing that that jumps up, which actually happened when I was playing, it is the early 2000s when there was this brain wave that in Pakistan you need pitches which uh, support uh, the fast bowlers or pitches which which have grass on them, so that when Pakistan tour abroad, they, the batsmen don't struggle. But um, there's a bit of a problem there hmm. because 
the Pakistani soil doesn't allow grass to grow on it. You get grass in, in sort of clumps on it. And if you want live grass on the fish, you have to leave it wet because um, in Pakistan, it's just that way. It's not, it's not like England where the grass will hold the fish together. It's, it's different soil. So anyway, what happened was in early 2000, they said, okay, we'll have, have fishes with good grass on them. So what happened was um, they started uh, leaving, uh, they had wet fishes. So the wet fishes now would, A, the bounce was untrue, and, and B, they started supporting medium paces. Um, mm. Low scoring games. Medium paces getting the ball to seam around and just hitting on uh, hitting on length very difficult to to get runs off. Um, fast bowlers started to to fizzle away because once you get a fast bowler on, he might go for 10, 15. He might give you an opportunity to score runs, so you cannot risk that. Um, even spinners now now Pakistan are sort of say that leg spinners. Yasser Shah is quite an anomaly because after Yasser Shah. In domestic cricket, there was no leg spinner at all. There still isn't. There's, there's Shadab who's played very little domestic cricket. He's just played white ball cricket. But, yeah, so leg spinner was, was also risky because once a leg spinner comes on, he, he can go for runs. So uh, 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 imagine a game where you, you're getting the highest score out of the four innings is maybe 180 or maybe 200 max. You can't afford a leg spinner to come on and give away two overs, give away 15, 16 runs. So oh, nice. they relied on, on, on medium patients and, and, and left-arm spinners who could keep it tight. So what happened was, this was very early 2000s. Now what happened was that this carried on for a, a couple of years, this, this theory of, of leaving grass on the pitch and, and, and all that. But yeah. then it, it, it developed further. Now the PCB said, so three, four, five years down the line, they said, no, we don't want grass on the wickets. We don't want pitches <laughs> which, which do a lot. But now everybody's now got got a way out. So so the weaker teams love love a pitch which which is which is that way because it, it sort of uh, gives them a chance of actually winning the game. Right. Yeah. Uh, secondly, when the, once the game finishes in two three days, everybody is getting getting paid for four days. So the umpires, the scorers, the match referees, the, the players, the groundsmen, everybody is is getting paid for four four days. So so it's easier to get the match done in three days and then then have have day off. And also for the players, it was easier in a sense because in those days, till last season, you had. Games, you had a four-day game and you had two days or three days off and then a four-day game. So to actually, for them to have such a workload, they would think, okay, two, three-day game is fine. We'll have an extra day off to recover. Uh, and 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 this carried on, this has carried on for the last 10 years that we've been harping about, uh, that I've been harping about, <laughs> uh, is the substandard ball, ball that they use, which is, which has a very proud seam. It's a Pakistani, uh, made ball it's very hard it's got a very proud seam it doesn't it doesn't go old so it will seam around in the H is over and, and then obviously the pitches the pitches were the, the wet and, and, and grassy so what that in turn the effect was that there was a demand for medium paces rather than fast bowlers so since bowlers. say the early 2000s to till now we've sort of now maybe you you're again starting to get a couple of bowlers who were bowling 90 but they but in those 15 16 years oh. they I, I i can count on my my, my fingers how many bowlers that, that actually bowl 90. We, we might, we might, uh, we might. I might have to conference in the Fox Sports um, producer and the exactly. Channel Seven producer and the <laughs> ABC producer. I mean, we're yeah, we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have Vazim and we're gonna have Ramiz. But geez, I mean, I don't think anyone is going to be talking about <laughs> about that. Uh, I mean, what you see, information you've told on this podcast yeah. uh, throughout <laughs> two months that Pakistan are going to be. But this, this, this is, information is only. This is only only when when you have a, a relaxed conversation with a cup of chai and a caravan yeah. and some donuts. Yeah, but, <laughs> but honestly, you did not sound relaxed there at all. You were breathless. Like you were breathless. Yeah, it you, means a lot to you. This, the, 
the yeah the problem is that this is is like my dad said this is my baby so i sometimes get too animated because of this last <laughs> so when once i started becoming a a uh, uh, sort of a poor man funded on TV um 5 years ago this is the, this is the biggest factor that i've talked about day in and day out and, and people always come at you at different angles and and it's, it's the same with sort of sort of why pakistan after say yunus khan or, or let's mention misbah in the same breath as well after yeah. that you you've not got a quality test match match batsman or, or a world class test match batsman and it, it's the same thing again yunus khan debuted pre 2000 misbah's first class debut is pre 2000 so anybody yeah. actually starting cricket post 2000 or early 2000 and then developing his batting skills has struggled because of 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 the um, pitches and the ball and it's uh, what the thing is that it, it it's so clear and so easy and it's such a such a easy explanation that that still nobody nobody either they don't, don't want to to get it or they don't look at that 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 actual fact The world is waiting for you, Basit Khan, to evolve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, from I think everyone knows this. How about the information is just in this podcast and this caravan? I mean, Absolutely. seriously, just Basit Khan. If you do anything, just let Australia come to Pakistan, and we will drive around it from Islamabad to Malta. Absolutely, yeah. Golden chariot, we'll call it. Yeah. ഇന്ത്യൻ we want to go back to your cricket mm. days because you know this podcast is about you um yeah. i mean yes and you know and you mentioned fast bowlers and first the bit some research and um and you were actually part of the under 19 team oh, so under 19 world cup he may he had a, a he was a prodigy yeah, so they were talking about him as a next star yeah, from yeah. the mid 90s ever since imran khan held the 92 world cup trophy aloft and then <laughs> <laughs> he comes breaks into the under 19 team when he's just 15 has a 177 run partnership with abdul razak against australia in the 1998 world cup and then a year later he's facing ian bishop and franklin rose a 17 year old bazit khan what was all that like mm. <laughs> but um I can't even remember it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the early early years um Yeah, I remember that. I remember there was a couple of players in that there was a side game against West Indies and there was a, a couple of players who pulled out or got injured just before the game. So so I was I I I flew in from Lahore to Islamabad. The game was in 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 Rawalpindi. And obviously my at that time my greatest hero was Carl Hooper playing for oh. for um, West Indies just because obviously they've had retired and Carl I thought that Carl was the the, the closest the next sort of closest to Wade uh, sort of player and and just standing and and admiring him play uh, and then when it came to batting again is um because i was so young i think i i wasn't i wasn't aware of who i was <laughs> in bishop and the likes of friend i wasn't aware of 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 the magnitude of the game so i just just went out and bat and i think i even even maybe had a word with the next in the role lewis oh. who was claiming that uh, he was claiming that um I think he said that oh I'm going to I'm going to take a lot of wickets in test match cricket and all that and I said no no I'll be playing more test than you will but in <laughs> the end it, it didn't happen that way. 
We did a bit of extra research in while you were speaking, and apparently before that match, you actually mm. told them to take all the grass off because you wanted a <laughs> batting surface. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Using his influence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about it with my lawnmower and then took it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but before we like go, like we'll go a, a little bit earlier. Quick question: Like, were you ever given a choice? Like, did you have to play cricket with all that cricket in your family, or did you to choose to play cricket? No, 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 no. I this will surprise you, but I was. I was quite obsessive uh, about cricket myself from a very young age. Oh. I always wanted to to play cricket. <clears throat> you wouldn't know that now because because just of my demeanor, nobody would say that. But <laughs> I was very 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 obsessive, and, and uh, fortunately for us, um, <clears throat> when when I was studying Islam, then and there was this. A lot of people know this, this, this CEO called Sheryar Khan. Uh-huh. His, yeah. his son actually was my first coach at at Bikinau. Oh. And and because of him, I think the, the obsession actually enhanced. He was he was himself very very obsessive about cricket, and he he taught us uh, geography and history, but. By his with his own doing, he had a, a wonderful cricket team of, of of this school, which was never known for cricket. And I think because of him, um, that that developed as well. And we played uh, all summer holidays. We played in the heat. We played in the monsoons. Whatever we just we just played. So a lot of credit to 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 him. He is called Umar Ali Khan, and yeah. and. And like me now, when once you come to Pakistan, uh-huh. once you once you're coming in that caravan, we'll first we stop over and have some ice cream. He has an ice cream joint which is to die for, so we have ice cream there, uh-huh. and then then we we start our journey to Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, uh, Gav. I just did some extra research, extra extra research. Our man made yeah. 39 mm-hmm. and 30 not out against that star-studded. Like quick, listening and bowling. Oh. By the way, yeah, well done, well done, Rajat Khan. And 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 I, I, I you, hey, you wouldn't be surprised. He said, you know, Mitra is looking for people who still believe the cricket career is not over. Ah, <laughs> yeah, well, well. Yeah, 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 we might see you down here, Rajat Khan, batting at what number five, six. You might even be throwing it in the home. But but do do you remember? Um, Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go on. No, no. Do you remember that partnership with uh, Abdul Razak though in the World Cup, 177? Did, did people talk about it? Which Australian player? Razak, Razak, from the from the very first day um, was because he played a lot of um, tennis, ball, cricket, and all that. He was a terrific striker of the ball, and, and that was the first glimpse of maybe the second or third glimpse that. That we've seen on how he could strike the ball, and it was I was just turning the strike over to him, and he was smashing them to all parts. Oh. And because uh, because they didn't have any spinners, they they had I think they had one spinner or, or maybe I I think they only had one spinner. So so because they didn't have any spinners, Razak um, loved the ball coming onto the bat, and he just spared his front leg and smashed them. So. <laughs> Uh, in between, I'd hit the odd sort of, sort of boundary to third man, but uh, before. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a modest man, such a modest man. <laughs> and, and, and then, like you know, your whole family had, like you know, such such an influence they had uh, in England. I mean, like you know, such great reputations, uh, Cambridge, uh, and then you spent some time there as well. And you had Matthew Pryor as a teammate. Like you played for Brighton, if I'm not mistaken. Brighton, yeah. I did my A levels in Brighton, and and we had quite a we had a very decent side. We had Matthew Pryor, and then 
There's a guy called Carl Hopkins who was the fielding coach yes. at this, this Ashley for for Indian. He also played with us. So it was quite a good side. Again, I got into the college because of cricket. Nothing to do with my my ability to read or write. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the headmaster there was was a guy who who played county cricket with with my father, and 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 he talked, and and that's why I got sort of into that that. It was, it was it was great fighting college, especially not not so great in the winters, but the summers were great. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, how, do you talk to your you know your father and your grandfather? And when was the last time you had a big reunion? And mm-hmm. and and what is it like? I mean, what, do you talk cricket? Do you talk politics? Do you talk, or is it just normal family talk? Yeah, uh, it's 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 normal family talk, but sometimes there's, there's there's um, uh, cricket talk, but but not a lot. Um, uh, only if you and my my father and, and my my uncle uncle lives lives, lives close by Javed Berkeley, so they, we visit them very often. So every week we will sort of meet. Um, he. Um, it's, it's only when somebody really nudges them into talking cricket that they do talk cricket. Otherwise, it's just, it's just normal family talk and then pulling leg, pulling each other's leg and all that sort of normal um, uh, family. There's nothing. <laughs> Obviously, for me, it's, it's it's very very normal having them them as 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 my my uncle and and, and, and my, my my father. But uh, I don't I don't necessarily. Recall all some passionate cricket talk, or mm. they reminisce a bit about about the players or whatever, or how they, they give you a few few really uh, sort of stories which would be quite quite spectacular. But otherwise, it's it's just just normal. They're run of the mill stuff. Any favorite story? Uh, the story was yeah. this is a, I don't like repeating this because this is about Australia and you guys will say oh Australia so great. <laughs> but, <laughs> my my favorite story is about my my uncle Javed Burki. He they toured Australia and Pakistan in a test game um, were about to declare and my uncle goes into that and he starts hitting and gets about I think he hit about. Well, six, seven, eight, four, then and and got to forty-eight and got out. So when he comes out, uh, there's the legendary Donald Bradman there, oh. and Donald Bradman is is, is furious. He goes, why did you do that? Why did you get out? And he, my uncle says, well, we were about to declare. And said, so what? Why did you throw your wicket away? And and then I think it's, I, I don't know the ground, but I think it's MCG because the the practice, is it the, the, the practice which, which is, uh, can be sort of the, if you stand yeah. in, in the ground or, or you can look at the practice switches? Yeah, quite possibly. I don't know. It might have been Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, one of those grounds. So he he takes my my uncle over and, and David Berkey and, and shows him the the little boys who who are practicing uh, in in those nets and says, "Look at that! What's happening there?" And my uncle goes, "Well, the boys practicing." And no, no, no. Look closely. There's somebody else in each net, and and my uncle said, "Oh look, there's there's one person in every, in every dedicated net. There's there's an extra person." Uh-huh. And then my uh, and my uncle goes, "Oh, who's that?" And he says, "That's the coach, and that's what Pakistan needs. That's what Bradman says." Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is this is I think it's the the fifty. So just just. By that, the the thing that that got to me that that you guys or again I find this I, I it's really difficult to say this but you guys were so far ahead of the game then with, yeah. with people actually helping coaches actually helping out yeah. and so we had to a lot to catch up <laughs> we still do. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, no, no, that's a fascinating story. Yeah, yeah no, it's, 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 it's just like how far, like you're right, so Australian freaking, I mean, all these first world countries, they don't know what we have to go through, Bazit Khan, that's a real story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have it easy, they can just, <laughs> first world problems are what, like you mentioned, technical problems, uh, we yeah. don't have technical problems. We don't, we don't. <laughs> so, but like your, your, your career, like, you know, it, it was brief, yes, like you like to tell people in interviews that you are the only Pakistani batsman to score a 50 and then not play again uh, and not because you retired or were banned for fixing, like so. <laughs> so like, are, are there regrets? Like do you look back and say, I should have played so much more or like how do you look back at it? Obviously, you, obviously it's a regret, but the, the, the biggest regret is not actually being able to test yourself at, at the, the highest level or, or myself not knowing how good I was or how bad I was because I, I didn't play enough international cricket. That, that, that is the biggest regret. I think when the time I, I sort of gave up, I, I think I didn't have a lot left in the tank or I, mentally I wasn't I, I don't think I was as, as like uh, the comparison to, to Mispire that he was always so mentally strong or you would say so compassionate about the game that he wanted to carry on carry on carry on maybe I don't know maybe if I carried on for a few years I, I would have I would have done better, but I think at that stage, I think I myself, I once I didn't. It was almost like um, cricket was the first class season was becoming a chore. You know, mm. I almost sort of once you woke up and you thought, oh, I've got a game. It was like it was weighing heavily on the match. So I wanted wanted to to move on. And I still look, I still look at that period and think I, I did the right thing. But if you, if you look at my overall, if I look at my overall career, I still have that. Obviously, everybody, I don't think any, uh, very few creditors can look back at their career and not have regret. Mm -hmm. But I, I, still, yeah. I still have have regret of, of not being able to to play enough international cricket because. Yes, I, in my mind, I think, okay, I was a, a decent cricketer, but how good I actually was, I, I will never know because I never got tested at, at that level. But, but I think you should have an, uh, shouldn't have any of it yet because you're one of the best commentators. And I'm not just saying that because you came on the podcast, because I don't have to phone, you know, your, your you are saying that because I came on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> one aspect of it is correct. <laughs> but one of the nicest, nicest people in like cricket I've ever met and, uh, and not just nice enough to come on our podcast, but you know, uh, like you have so much to contribute. Uh, you're still a very young man. You're nearly our age, actually. So <laughs> we look forward to catching up. That caravan is on its way to Pakistan, and we'll be there soon. We'll have your first stop at the ice cream shop, and then a lot of chai and a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you've done all your chores at home. You've been <laughs> away for three, four months, and everything was starting out. You do, Gav. You've also done not done a lot at home, so you need to brush up on those skills too. Three, two, one, go. That was so good, Bharat. I mean, terrific insights by Bazit. I mean, like we mentioned, he's just such a lovable guy. Just so much insights. I mean, some of the things I, you know, we, we're cricketing nerds and we think so much about the game, but we probably couldn't um, have thought as deeply. And of course, like you said at the start of the podcast, like, you know, he just knows, he's just been in that system for, you know, well, since since he was born <laughs> exactly and he he not only knows a lot but he has so much to offer and you know you always think of uh, experts in like cricket as people who have played a lot of uh, like you know plot at the highest level like a lot of test matches a lot of one-day cricket but despite having played just six international games yes he does come with like you know he's part of one of the most prestigious families in the 
in the history of cricket like we've discussed a lot over the last hour yep. or so but just like someone who is so interested i th- i think it's safe to call him a fellow cricket nerd yeah absolutely and and you know he it means so much to him but you know he can take a joke well and and, <laughs> and, and that, that's the best part about it he's so laid back but he understands everything and how some things are just cultural based some things will never change but in in it in all that you know it was just a wealth of information and like i said i mean unfortunate that he can't be out here i mean perhaps the radio station sen if you're listening to our podcast somewhere get buzzy the gig he should be out here because he's just going to just provide so many different um, opinions and every, from all around the corners of you know just Pakistan yep. not just Pakistan cricket but just about Pakistan the, the, the nation itself yeah and like you know for, to come from a background like that and to have absolutely no airs about him he's such a chill like he keeps referring to himself as a chilled out guy and he actually is a chilled out guy <laughs> but a chilled out guy who is very very intense somewhere deep inside he cares so much about Pakistan cricket which all our listeners would have realized in the last hour or so and like you said anyone listening to this podcast if you have any say at all in getting <laughs> someone on to the like you know the series of radio channels who will be broadcasting the test series yeah do it now and i'm sure uh, bazid can stay over at your place in sydney oh there is no sydney test uh, but he can definitely stay over at <laughs> my place in adelaide there's always room for him <laughs> absolutely look a yeah, great show um, and we'll continue this over the summer we've got a couple of australian players hopefully lined up and a indian player coming up very soon but great podcast i'm glad we're continuing on with this barrett um it's, it's a safe week we're looking forward to the test match we'll have another chat perhaps next week um and until then everyone listening and to us uh do subscribe uh, on itunes we are we have managed to put us uh, put ourselves out there on various different platforms mm-hmm. uh, get on social media facebook instagram we're all on there and follow cricket with a cup of chai um on twitter google us and yes we are the camper van boys and listen <laughs> to our po- podcasts and look forward to having uh, most of you on board for the uh, rest of the summer Absolutely. Uh well we are in the, we just finished the T20 segment of the home summer and you know that one word they use a lot in T20 cricket momentum and I think we have very good momentum going forward. Gav Joshi, let's uh, not take our foot off the pedal and yep. Let's keep surging ahead. Over to next week then. See you guys then.